This is an RNZ podcast. As we've heard here on Media Watch recently, broadcasting company Media Works is in the throes of what its boss and its board promise will be a major transformation of its business after a damning independent review of its internal culture commissioned by the chief executive who took over late last year, Cam Wallace. Last month, the chair, Jack Matthews, resigned. It also parted ways with controversy courting presenters John Banks and Sean Plunkett earlier this year. And then Duncan Garner resigned suddenly this month as the host of the AM show. In the company's words, effective immediately. So immediate, in fact, it was left to his former co-hosts like Amanda Gillies to break the news to listeners and viewers last week. He has a ridiculous big heart and he's incredibly loyal. When we first hosted Story Together, it was actually my first presenting gig, he physically held my hand right up until we went on air. He knew I was nervous. And this week it was announced that some new people were incoming. Dallas Gurney, a former executive at rival broadcaster News Talk ZB, will take over as Director of News and Talk at MediaWorks later this month. News Hub's former Europe correspondent Lloyd Burr will present the Magic Talk Drive show, replacing Ryan Bridge, who's replaced Duncan Garner. But at the very end of that statement, MediaWorks on Monday also slipped in news of another unexpected departure. And that was how the new changes at talk radio station Magic Talk made the station's own bulletin last Monday morning. A raft of changes have been announced for Magic Talk. Peter Williams has retired from hosting the station's mid-morning show. He says after nearly half a century in the media industry, he wants to enjoy a life with fewer commitments. And wanting a quieter life is understandable. Peter Williams' last three years on air have generated a fair bit of noise at times. At Magic Talk, Peter Williams became one of the media's most vocal climate change sceptics. And when COVID hit, he often aired the COVID scepticism of his listeners and occasionally endorsed it like this. Uh, Now the test subjects we're being experimented on and it just doesn't sit well with me, so I will not take it. Yeah, Gordon, that's precisely what I think about it as well. And in February this year, Peter Williams was casting his own doubts on the Pfizer vaccine like this. Uh, That's the thing about COVID-19 in this country. For all intents and purposes, we do not have it. Uh, And for that, we should be very thankful. And indeed we are. But it just begs the question, why are we rushing to line up to get a shot in the arm? Do we really need it? Well, six months later, it turns out we really do. When criticised for this sort of thing, Peter Williams used to say he was just asking questions. And that's allowed in a free country with a free media. But Peter Williams took it up a notch when he urged people to check out a prominent anti-vaccination group earlier this year. Voices for Freedom. Uh, I don't know who they are or what particular area of expertise or experience uh, they have. Uh, They referred me to their website. And again, that's asking questions similar to mine here yesterday, except uh, they appear to know far more about the science. Well, Voices for Freedom did more than just asking the same questions as Peter Williams. It's run anti-vaccination and anti-lockdown campaigns, and it's spread misinformation online, by email, and by leaflets and letterboxes, and on advertising billboards. And during last year's Level 4 lockdown in Auckland... Peter Williams also recited some conspiratorial claims picked up online before the election. On the 18th of August, and this was picked up by Cameron Slater, very uh, sharp-eyed and sharp-eared political observer uh, back then. Did she sort of know something? I mean, am I getting into wild conspiracy theories again here? (sighs) 
it, it, it begs a question or two, doesn't it? Well, in this instance, no. Cameron Slater and Peter Williams simply misunderstood the routine procedure for dissolving Parliament before an election. Now, all this was a bit of a problem for a national network that wants to be taken seriously on important issues. Back in April this year, Media Watch's Hayden Donnell asked MediaWorks Chief Executive Cam Wallace, who'd taken over in December, if he endorsed Peter Williams' on-air approach. If you, if you take my personal views on climate change or vaccines, I mean, I think there is a unity ticket that most people on that those things uh, need to be administered and or are real. But we still have to have an open and vibrant exchange of ideas. We're not going to agree with a whole bunch of people who ring up, but as long as they're respectful and as long as we're not promoting a certain uh, view to our listeners, I think that's one of those subjective areas where we've just got to use our judgment. Climate change is an area I think is that it's going to continue to be talked about, but it's, I mean, the facts are clear, and this is not about um, economics, this is about science. I mean, the, you know, my view is that the facts are clear, but there's always going to be people who have different views. And I don't think we are ramming one certain opinion down the throat of our listeners. I, I just don't think that's the case. Anti-vaxxers love Peter Williams. I know that you say that he's not an anti-vaxxer. He's well, he, had... he's, he's said that himself. He's, having said that, he had a whole show where he invited on a whole bunch of people to share their concerns about the yep. COVID-19 vaccine. Yep. Uh, he's had the anti-vaxxer Sue Gray on repeatedly, yep. Voices for Freedom, an anti-vax group. They love him. They keep saying that he's one of the best broadcasters yep. in New Zealand. Is that something that you can responsibly broadcast, given the importance of people getting the COVID-19 vaccine? Um, I, I think that falls into there's different views from different people in the community about whether or not they should uh, take the vaccine. But if you look at the amount of content we have across the number of platforms, I think we can justify promoting an open and robust exchange of ideas. It doesn't mean that we agree with the people on the show. It doesn't mean we agree with the callers. But we've got to be a platform which is open to having that exchange of views. I mean, if, if we go down the line of saying, oh, we're not going to talk about COVID-19, or vaccines, it's going to be a pretty uninteresting show. No one's saying that, right? But surely if you're going to talk about those things, then you don't want to elevate the views of people that uh, have unscientific takes on it. If people don't take the vaccine, then people could die. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, as I've said before, um, Peter is not anti-vaccines. Uh, he's stated that publicly. People, He's had some people on the show, some callers uh, who have different views. We don't support those views, but what we are supporting is an open exchange of views. MediaWorks Chief Executive Cam Wallace there talking to MediaWatch's Hayden Donnell about Peter Williams back in April. Was Peter Williams' sudden departure this week a result of that independent review of the company's culture that Cam Wallace commissioned? And was he, as some commentators have speculated, clearing house because of past controversies? Well, this week, Stuff quoted a statement from Cam Wallace in which he simply said Peter Williams had signalled for some time that he wished to finish up at Magic Talk and now was the right time. Cam Wallace acknowledged Peter Williams' contribution to the station and the engaging and lively discussions over the past three years. However, the change announced on Monday was not only effective immediately, this one was already in effect when the statement came 45 minutes into the Magic Talk morning show. And that meant that Peter Williams' listeners, expecting to hear him as usual, were the first to know from the fill-in host Leah Parnipa. Now I was told over the weekend that Peter, in his own words, decided to sail off to the sunset. 
At the age of 67 and nearly a half a century in the media industry, he wants to enjoy a life with fewer commitments and made the decision to retire. But Leah Panapa was also well aware that many of Peter Williams' listeners wouldn't take her word for it. And I'm sure you will also think it wasn't Peter's decision to leave. Now at first, Leah Panapa gamely tried to get the talk back going on the fallout from the Lynn Mall countdown attack. Of course, nobody wants more legislation. Nobody wants to go, great, we're all going to get plastic cutlery now forever we can't buy a proper knife but the sudden disappearance of peter williams easily trumped terrorism as a talkback topic for his fans i feel a little bit less safe uh, this week than i did last week it's in somewhere like a supermarket where at the moment i mean that's just one of the places everyone can go all right oh you think i'm talking about the terrorist attack oh sorry no no i'm talking about the cancellation of peter williams oh i don't believe that he suddenly woke up in the weekend, said, oh my goodness, look at the time, I'm 67 years old, I'm going to resign. And plenty of others didn't think that either. And I cannot believe that he has retired. It's a disaster because New Zealand is in the hands of a cabal, oh a racist Marxist cabal. And quite frankly, it cannot continue. This caller saw it as part of a bigger pattern. Has your radio station gone woke? First, uh, Sean Plunkett, then Tony Amos, and now Peter Williams has all been given the boot. And he wasn't the only one who reckoned that Magic Talk and Media Works had been got to by the government. Now, as this went on through the morning, Leah Parnipa started to push back. I've got to admit, I struggle a little bit with why people are concerned or worried that people don't retire. But we, but I, but I get it. I get that... Um, We live in a world where nobody leaves a job. We live in a world where everyone's cancelled. We live in a world where nobody believes the truth or or we have to question everything. That's, you know, that's fine. That's where we're at at the moment. Well, that's certainly where Magic Talk has ended up. And it can't have surprised MediaWorks that the absence of a host who encouraged conspiratorial thinking would have an audience that would respond the way it did once he was gone. Now, making this even more of a trial on Monday for successor Leah Panapa was problems with Magic Talk's phone system. You there, Leah? Yeah, we're having a little issue with delay yeah, on our phones. Um, Sorry. And that left poor old Leah Panapa a little exasperated. What a nice baptism of fire today was, let me tell you. Couldn't have gone any better. Oh, lovely. Peter's gone. Phones don't go. Getting lots of love texts. Boy, this is great for day drinking, let me tell you. Um... And I shall keep talking, just to upset you even more. Though one caller, at least, was sympathetic. Circumstances in which you are in, that daytime drinking is not only permitted, it's actually advisable. <laughs> I think if you call your doctor... Good uh, to know. Say, Leah, Good to know. Bottle, now, for the technical troubles that were plaguing the programme on Monday, Leah Panapa suggested this. Have you, have you plugged it in again? Maybe that's all we need to do. Unplug and plug in. And whether it is a coordinated strategy from the top down or not, MediaWorks, under its newish management, had effectively unplugged its radio station and plugged it back in again. A near three-year swing to the right at Magic Talk hasn't been as crowd-pleasing as they'd hoped, and it's damaged its credibility as a source of genuine information and debate. Allowing people to ask questions is part of talk radio's role, even at the risk of confusing or occasionally misinforming some listeners. But it should also have have a role in steering people towards answers with reference to a few facts as well. One of the former hosts at Magic Talk's forerunner, Radio Live, was Marcus Lush, who's now the nighttime host at News Talk ZB. 
And last Monday, the same day Peter Williams' retirement was announced, he was trying to convince caller Bob that he was wrong to refuse the COVID-19 vaccine just because one woman aged over 90 has died during the current outbreak. Bob, Bob, you've got to get with the programme, mate. I mean, there's people here really trying to fight with this pandemic and get it sorted out. There's people in hospitals all around the world that have got essential cancer treatment and things like that that they need to get, but they can't get them because the hospitals are inundated with the unvaccinated that have got COVID. You're not making any sense. That's all I want. Well, go online and get an answer. You don't want an answer. You just want to ring up the radio and be a bit of a tool and say, oh, well, I want answers. Well, Marcus Lush later told his listeners he wasn't sure if he'd handled that call very well. But at the end of it, Bob and hopefully other listeners got the right message as well.